Hello. It is Wispit by Angela. Wispit abbreviated stands for Women and Wisdom in Socially Powerful and Interesting Times. And as always, it is my pleasure to speak to my listeners regarding a variety of topics that hopefully are thought-provoking, interesting, entertaining, and enlightening. And it is always my hope that anyone and everyone who tunes in will be enriched, edified, and spiritually touched to move beyond the challenges of this life and rise from the ashes of this limited existence to a higher elevation of thinking and creativity. Today, I will be speaking to you from the title, Positioning Yourself for Blessing. And I decided that I would actually do an excerpt from the Bible, specifically from the book of Esther. Beautifully written book. It deals with patience, timing, elegance, destiny, wisdom, and waiting on the hand of God. You see, timing is everything, but your heart, your mind, and your spirit have to all be together as one. So join me as I present to you positioning yourself for a blessing. Well, hello to everyone. And I hope that you've had a good day. Well, this past Saturday, I posted a live Instagram on the book of Esther in the Bible. And I can't exactly say what led me to this book in the Bible, but I felt drawn to read it. And sometimes I think we all feel intimidated to some degree in reading the Old Testament because of our lack of understanding and sometimes even mastering the names. And there are occasions where we feel that it is so archaic that it's unrelatable to where we are today. But that's quite the contrary, as I found out. You see, when I read this book, I just couldn't shake it out of my spirit. I couldn't loose it from my mind. I just couldn't stop thinking about it because it had so many messages that are applicable for today. So I ask that you bear with me while I preface my message with a little history and a story about the book of Esther. Beautifully, beautifully written story and actually a beautifully written love story. So sit back, relax, and listen to this beautiful message in the Bible of Esther. During the third year reign of King Ahasuerus, he made a feast for all of his officials, nobles, princes, and servants. 
And it was during this time that he showed the riches and splendor of his kingdom. His wife, Queen Vashti, also made a feast for the women in the royal palace. But on the seventh day, King Ahasuerus asked his seven eunuchs to bring Queen Vashti before the king, wearing her royal crown in order to show her beauty to the people and the officials. But she refused. Totally unacceptable during these times. And the king burned with anger. A decree was then issued that Queen Vashti would never again come before the king and her position would be given to another. He decreed that the wives would honor their husbands and every man should be the master in his own house. Then the king appointed officials to begin the search for beautiful young virgins to be his new queen. Well, Mordecai was the uncle of Esther, and he raised her since both her mother and father had died. He heard about the decree, and Esther was one of the women chosen to be gathered to go to the king. But she was told by Mordecai to not reveal her people or her family, for they were Jewish. And during this time, the women that were gathered were prepared for 12 months. And there was a purpose behind this. Six months with oil of myrrh. Six months with perfumes and preparations for beautifying women. So this is a sidebar to men. You see, it's never easy being a woman. But a graceful woman, a patient woman, a woman who humbles herself before God and honors herself brings grace to her family and she brings blessings. You see, Esther was positioning herself for a blessing. So when it was time for Esther to go and see the king, she found favor in his sight, not only to him, but to all who saw her. And the king loved her more than all the other women. And he set the crown on her head and she became queen. Now during this time, Mordecai sat within the king's gate and he happened to overhear two of the enochs that sought to lay hands on King Ahasuerus. And Mordecai was able to get that message to Queen Esther. And when an inquiry was made and it was confirmed that this was indeed the case, the two men were hanged and it was written in the book of Chronicles. Now, it was after this time that the king promoted Haman. And he sat his seat above all other princes. 
And all the king's servants bowed and paid homage to Haman. But Mordecai would not bow. For Mordecai was a Jew. And he bowed only to God. Well, this was the beginning of the disdain that Haman had for Mordecai. But he would not dare lay a hand on him. For he knew of the people of Mordecai. Instead, Haman's heart grew more hateful and he sought to destroy all the Jews ultimately. So he told King Ahasuerus that there were certain people scattered and dispersed amongst the people in all the provinces. And they were different and they did not keep the king's laws. He suggested to the king that he write a decree to destroy the Jews, never realizing that the king's wife, Queen Esther, was a Jew. So let me take a little excerpt at this point. Be careful who you have putting bugs in your ears. Be careful of the advice you seek. Be careful who you listen to, who you follow, who you watch, and who watches you. So I will move on. Now when Mordecai caught word of this decree to destroy the Jews, he tore his clothes and he put on sackcloth and ashes and he went out in the midst of the city and he cried out with a loud and bitter cry. Esther was deeply distressed when she discovered this, and she wanted to know why. And one of the enochs was appointed to attend to her and came back and said that a decree had been cast to destroy the Jews, and he gave her a copy of the decree that Mordecai had given him. And Mordecai asked that Esther go before the king and plead before him for her people. Now, everyone in those days knew that anyone who went into the inner court of the king who had not been called would be put to death with one exception, that the king hold out the golden scepter that would spare that person's life. And so it was for a time such as this that her purpose and positioning for a blessing would come. Before she went before the king, she sent out a message to Mordecai to have all the Jews in Shashan to fast for three days and she would do the same with her maidservants. And then she would go before the king, and if she should perish, she would perish. So on the third day of the fast, she put on her royal robe, and she stood in the inner court across from the king's house while the king sat on his royal throne. 
But when the king saw Queen Esther standing in the court, she found favor in his sight. And he held out the golden scepter. And Esther went near it and touched the top of the scepter. And the king then said to her, what do you wish, Queen Esther? What is your request? And she answered very humbly, if it pleases the king, let the king and Haman come today to the banquet that I have prepared. And the king and Haman went. You see, Esther was a wise queen. She understood the purpose of timing, positioning, and patience. She understood the heart of her husband. So at the banquet, the king asked her again, what is it that you desire, Esther? What is your request? Up to half the kingdom, and it shall be done. But her patience pays off. Her response again, if I have found favor, and if it pleases the king, let the king and Haman come to the banquet. Now Haman was so beside himself in pride that he had been asked to come. He began bragging. But when he saw Mordecai in the gate, who still would not bow or tremble before him, he was filled with indignation, but he restrained himself. But Haman's wife, Zeresh, and all of his friends suggested that he build a gallow 50 cubits high. And in the morning that he suggests to the king that Mordecai be hung. Now look at the contrast of these two women. Suresh and Esther. Suresh was in a hurry. It was about pride. It was about arrogance. And we all know that pride always precedes a great fall. But when you become arrogant and you get ahead of God, destruction is sure to follow. But that night, the king could not sleep. And he asked that the book of Chronicles be brought to him and read. And that is when he discovered that Mordecai was the one who revealed the two enochs that sought to lay harm on the king's life. And then the king asked if Mordecai had ever been rewarded, but nothing had ever been done for Mordecai. So as Haman entered the outer court of the king, he was going to suggest that Mordecai be hung. But the king instead happened to ask a question. And he said to Haman, what should be done for the man whom the king delights to honor. Foolish Haman thought he was speaking of him, never realizing that the king was speaking of Mordecai, who had never been rewarded for his good deed. So Haman answers, let a royal robe be brought that the king 
has worn and a horse on which the king has ridden, which has a royal crest placed on its head. Then let this robe and horse be delivered to the hand of one of the king's most noble princes and then parade him on horseback through the city square. And then the king said, hurry, as you have said, and do so for Mordecai. While Haman told his wife and friends, and Enoch came to hasten Haman to the banquet of the queen. Haman was distraught because this was not the storyline he was expecting. And so the king and Haman went in to dine at the queen's banquet. Now on the second day of the banquet, the king again asked Esther, what is your petition? What is your request? And her humble response, if I have found favor in your sight, O king, and if it pleases the king, let my life be given me at my petition and my people at my request. For we have been sold to be destroyed, to be killed, and to be annihilated. And the king said, who is he and where is he who would dare presume in his heart to do such a thing? And Esther said, the adversary and the enemy is the wicked Haman. The king arose from the banquet of wine in anger and went into the palace garden. But Haman stood before Esther pleading for his life. Now when the king returned from the palace garden to the place of the banquet of wine, Haman had fallen across the couch where Esther was. And the king said, Will you also assault the queen while I am in the house? And as the word left the king's mouth, they covered Haman's face and took him away to be hung on the gallows that he set for Mordecai. You see, the trap that was set for Mordecai, the plot that was set for Mordecai, ultimately ended up being set for Haman. That's why it is so critical to be careful, to be watchful, to be wise, to listen. King Ahasuerus revoked the letters devised by Haman at the request of Esther. Esther also revealed that Mordecai was her relative. And now the king gave Esther the power along with Mordecai to write a decree concerning the Jews as they pleased. And Mordecai sent letters to all the Jews to confirm the days of Purim. And now Mordecai, the Jew, was second to King Ahasuerus. You see, he positioned himself for a blessing. He did not look at the king for the culture that he came from, for the religion 
that he worshiped in. He did not look at his race, his creed, or any of those things. He looked at the heart of the man. You see what Mordecai recognized and that Esther understood is what we fail to understand in these days and times. We are at pivotal and critical points in our lives in this world, in this country. We fail to realize that although we all may come from different areas of the world, we may be of different races. We may be of different religions. We may not worship the same, but they found common points. They looked for the common denominator, understanding that they were greater together than they were separately. You see, King Ahasuerus, because of his love for Queen Esther, because of his understanding, because of his respect for her, because of his admiration for her wisdom, her mind, and her beauty, he respected her. He listened to her word. Because of her understanding, because of her love for him, because of her respect for him, because of her humility, she understood her husband. And because they understood each other and they understood the power that they possessed together, they were able to unify a nation. And although this happened centuries ago, why is it that today we cannot understand the wisdom of the past? Doomed to repeat the mistakes that have been made instead of following along the path of wisdom and righteousness. You see, the reason I couldn't shake this, this book is because this book of Esther is a power surge not only about King Ahasuerus, but it's an example to women. It is an example to us in womanhood of how we are able to bring wisdom and enlightenment to a nation, understanding that we are responsible for the birth of nations. We're not here to destroy, we're here, we're here to build. And so tonight, I completed this podcast because I thought that it was so powerful a word that is very much needed in times such as this. Unity. You see, the Jews didn't try to hide their culture. They did not seek to destroy the theory and the history of their race because it cannot be destroyed. There will always be aspects of history that we like and that we don't like. But it doesn't mean that it doesn't exist. Too often in the world now, we would rather hide what we don't want to see. We throw a rock and we hide our hands. We fail to realize that it's everyday lives, individuals that bring about 
a culture of people, a nation, and a world. And now we are separated by the pain and the destruction that we have caused. We are destroying the world. Even nature vomits us up. Because we fail to respect the boundaries of what nature is. Nature will be here long after we are gone. The hand of God will be here long after we are gone. And it is time for us to wake up and understand the destiny of who we are together, not separate. So I thank you all for listening as always. And I hope that this message has empowered you as it has empowered me. Thank you again. And this is Whispered by Angela. Whispered abbreviated stands for women and wisdom in socially powerful and interesting times. Feel free to follow me on Instagram and Facebook as AR space Wispit, W-I-S-P-I-T. You can also find me on my website at www.wispitbyangela.com. That is W-I-S-P-I-T-B-Y-A-N-G-E-L-A.com. Thank you again. And as always, I appreciate you all. Thank you.